0: The Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. I'm delighted to say I am joined this week by our markets editor, Max Lynn. Hi Max. Hello, Richard. Now, you have been working on our quarterly outlook. Um, this is our, our regular um crystal ball session where we uh, start looking a little bit further ahead from the uh, the new cycle on Lloyd's list this term you've been really focused on the key risks on a sector by sector basis talk us through the you know the overall conclusions in terms of where the major risks lie for shipping right now
1: so obviously like as you can see that right now and um, the supply demand fundamental uh, in shipping is rather bullish and uh, we are seeing like the older book size in the main shipping sectors are rather small and uh, the world economy uh, growth prospects uh, are quite strong so trade prospects are quite strong as well Mm. but we are still seeing like um, many external risks Um, for example like for the first half of this year that we have been seeing some supply chain disruption that was caused by whalers and the industrial action, uh, which had hit uh, the capsized sectors quite hard. So I think obviously that's one factors. Uh, I think the market should be keep watching out for. And uh, the other part of thing, obviously, it will be uh, related to uh, sanction and uh, trade wars, and uh, people are. Carefully assessing uh, Washington's uh, uh, policy stance, which has been changing very rapidly.
0: Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, we 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 obviously analyse you know the markets on a fairly uh, sort of micro basis, and we've been uh, going through on a sector by sector in your in your outlooks. And you know, there's 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 things that are specific to each of these sectors, but I think the common thread, reading your material over the last few days, has been. The fact that this is this is external factors that we are looking at in terms of risk. You know, the actual uh, sort of demand uh, side, you know, has been fairly fairly good. You know, supply is being kept in check. Uh, the fundamentals aren't, aren't aren't terrible for shipping. Quite quite the opposite. You know, we're looking at you know nascent recovery here. There's 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 optimism. There's there's real positive sentiment out there, but. It's the things that we can't affect that are, uh, are really going to uh, uh, kill us. I think it's the, you know, the the Trump factor. That's what's coming through loud and clear from your uh, work recently.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's just it's, it's just because they are so uh, unpredictable, and uh, you are just not able to model uh, Trump's policy stance in any uh, rigorous uh, forecasting models. I think no matter how good you are as a ship owner or shipping economist, and you probably wouldn't be able to predict um, what Trump is going to do in the, for the rest of the year. Mm. Like, and Those are just creating lots of risk, uh, not just for the market, but also on the uh, insurance side, uh, on the legal side, especially for all those uh, sanction policies. And uh, I think that kind of uh, consuming uh, lots of time and uh, energy of the industry and uh, I believe probably lots of people would rather spend those time to do lots of other things like maybe worry about uh, environmental regulation or even technological innovations so but that's just sort of the way doesn't seem to be on Trump's agenda right now clearly
0: No, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, it's you know, it's this it's this issue that the, the the trade war um, looming large over shipping right now is, is, is adding an unhelpful level of uncertainty to what could otherwise be quite a positive period for shipping. Um, I mean, in terms of the, uh, the other risks that you were identifying in, uh, in, in the outlook, I mean, can you, can you cherry-prick a few of the biggies for us?
1: Um, um, obviously, like um, as we have uh, repeatedly mentioned, like there are sanction risk and there are trade war risk. But I mean, there are also some specific parts. Uh, we have a strong supply overhand that's still waiting to be solved as well. Uh, for example, and in the tanker sectors, uh, even though the older book is relatively high compared to other sectors, uh, we have found like the people are actually uh, putting money into new buildings again this year. Uh, so the VOCC older book is actually uh, growing a little bit, even though like, uh, there's a continued high uh, number of uh, deliveries. Mm. So I think that's also the issue of like, uh, people are, uh, some owners, most owners are uh, quite prudent, but then they are still, uh, people are uh, continuing their orders. So they could be worrying some, uh, maybe in like six to eight quarters time.
0: But it's okay because um, the uh, 2020 sulphur cap is going to induce a fleet-wide slowdown, of course, which will add capacity back into the market, and we're not going to have any supply-demand problems, are we?
1: Yeah, but I mean, as you can see, like uh, there is always uh, two sides of the co- coin, and uh, when there is uh, <laughs> regulation, uh, induces slow steaming, but at the same time, you are going to see uh, higher bunker cost and uh, if the market is oversupply it, it tends to be quite hard for owners uh, to unpass those uh, incremental bunker costs uh, to charterers so that's will affect their earnings always with the risk max yeah
0: okay. <laughs> ne- next quarter i think we need some uh, more positive outlooks from you if you don't mind
1: yeah we've probably, we're probably going to look at like a new business opportunity for next quarter maybe like Bring a little bit of optimism. To Excellent. I'll
0: hold you to that. Okay. Uh, listen, Max, um, thank you very much. Uh, I would highly recommend all of our listeners to uh, uh, delve a little bit more deeply into uh, Max's Outlook pieces, which will all be available on noiseless.com um, uh, in the next few days. Thank you very much, Max. Thank you, Richard. I'm delighted to be joined this week again by uh, Peter Sand, Chief Shipping Analyst at BIMCO. Uh, Welcome to the podcast again, Peter.
2: Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. You're becoming a regular on the Lloyd's List podcast. Um, We're talking to you this week because Lloyd's List has just uh, put out our quarterly outlook, and we are looking very much towards the risks facing the market. Now, Earlier this week, you put out your own uh, outlook of sorts and you were focusing very much uh, on the big risk that I think has been uh, caught up in most of our sector analysis uh, pieces this quarter, which is around the prospect of trade war and um, I I will just sort of introduce our listeners to uh, your opening statement where you say the trade war is a speeding train accelerating with every trade restrictive retaliatory measure imposed and becoming ever more difficult to stop that's pretty strong stuff I mean talk us through your uh, your thinking in terms of where this is going and the the implications for shipping Peter
2: well, uh, certainly, as, as you may also recall from uh, from uh, from the Bimco Power Panel at Posidonia, where you and I uh, last spoke uh, on on the list podcast, uh, the trade war was already at that point in time and an accelerating speed, uh, speeding train, mm. and and certainly what we have seen uh, since then has been, uh, say. An ever increasing uh, imposition of uh, of uh, trade restrictive measures. I believe also that uh, that Lloyd's List uh, put out uh, was that uh, yesterday uh, focus uh, article also on uh, from from the World Trade Organization, focusing on the negative impacts on this, and and and, and to put it up in the uh, the, the, the perspective of of of, of where we uh, where we see shipping. It's it's certainly something that is is harmful to us all and clearly bad for shipping perhaps not in terms of uh of of goods moved at least yet because we are seeing uh, only uh some uh measures being implemented right now and being effective right now and then tomorrow on on friday 6 we are going to see an even longer list uh, getting uh, uh, say into force and that is certainly something that is likely to to impact shipping mm. but it's at least right now not so much focused on on the actual volumes it is the painful uncertainty that is injected into the shipping industry and let me just uh, give you uh, give you uh, one example of uh, on the difficulties that ship owners and operators uh, may face at least in terms of uh, of the uh, upcoming uh, soybean export out of the uh, US uh, come the fourth quarter uh, because that's certainly one of the uh, uh, the big topics uh, in in this ter- in this trade war uh, where uh, China have imposed uh, quite uh, strict uh, measures in terms of uh, of the soybean so if you're a ship owner and operator do you dare to position your ship in advance for what used to be a high season of soybean exports when you have no clarity into how much China is actually going to take from the US. And that is certainly what brings uncertainty into an already, say, uh, slowly recovering business, uh, at least if we uh, continue talking about bulk, and it adds uncertainty that we simply do not need. We're here for servicing globalization and for bringing prosperity to the world, not, uh, say, passing hurdles um, that uh, that, is, that is not good for, for shipping and not good for world.
0: Yeah. No, and, and and as you say, I mean, we we we're staring down the barrel of I think it was uh, around thirty-four billion dollars in terms of the uh, the tariffs that uh, are going are to be affected, and and as you say, you know there are uh, you know specifics that need to be calculated in terms of the individual trades, and I think we'll probably come on to you know which bits are more at risk than others, but that general feeling of uncertainty i i I buy that i I think it is a a real factor in it, particularly in a market that is driven so heavily by sentiment as, as as much of shipping is but surely this is business as usual to some extent for shipping in the sense that the macroeconomics uh, you know that that comes down the pipeline for shipping is is just the bread and butter of, of reacting to things as they happen. There's very little that a ship owner does that uh, is strategically planning for something like this, but you know, the shipping industry is pretty good at responding, surely.
2: I think you uh, you you raise a very uh, fair point here. The fact that uh, that these trade uh, restrictive uh, measures they are actually uh, limiting uh, GDP growth uh, as, as as we know it. And uh, just uh, was it uh, last month uh, Bimco issued uh, the, the the most recent uh, report where we cover also the developments on the macroeconomic side and. Uh, what we see in 2017 and 2018 is a macroeconomic development, which is as good as it gets. Something like this uh, with an ongoing trade war limits that as good as it gets. So it, in overall terms, it means that demand for shipping is, is, is coming down. When global GDP growth is coming down, the demand for shipping, which uh, feats on globalization is coming down too. So, uh, so what we uh, say many, many times have, have now called a, a new normal where a lower level of demand is likely to be seen in, in, in the coming years this is just say putting a little bit of bittersweetness into that uh, with uh, with that lower level coming uh, uh, on top of us uh, mm. earlier than perhaps expected.
0: Okay so let, let's look at some of the specific markets because I mean part of the, the Lloyd's List outlook is that we've been focusing on sector by sector and obviously it, it differs depending on where you're looking where the risks actually lie. I mean I think dry bulk shipping is the obvious place to start. We've already seen some I guess affected by the, uh, the steel and aluminium tariffs but I mean, more, more risk to come for dry bulk. Do you think the, the real risk is dry bulk, or do you think it's other sectors that are going to be more affected? Uh, on uh,
2: on on the dry bulk, we will have the most uh, say accurate indications uh, of uh, the potential impact of uh, of the uh, the trade war come uh, fourth quarter, uh, where the, uh, the seasonality is for for exports of soybeans out of U.S. Gulf, because right now we are seeing uh, the season booming in uh, in South America. Mm. Uh, we have the numbers out for Brazilian exports uh, in in May and, and in June uh, already, uh, and those numbers are positive, but they are not as strong as uh, one could hope for in in the sense that are Brazil uh, completely going to take over the market from the U.S. Uh, agricultural uh, industry or the uh, agricultural sector? And, and we must say that uh, that we have seen a record level in uh, in, in May uh, up. To uh, 12.4 million uh, tons being being shipped by sea, uh, and in June uh, the number was 10.4 again, higher than uh, than the same month of last year, but by far not near getting into uh, to to say a significant uh, substitution of the uh, 32 million tons that China imported from U.S. of soybeans in 2017. So uh, it's. It is that picture that, at least I think, is uh, quite exciting to, uh, to 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 follow right now, as it, it as as the paint dries. Uh, how much are we actually going to see China being in need of U.S. Uh, soybeans, and is there actually a a substitute for soybean? I mean, soybean is the, uh, the protein-rich ingredient that that that, that they put uh, into uh, to, uh, to pigs and and, uh, and chickens and and the whole feedstock. Um, so so are they going to see those pigs uh, grow at a uh, slower pace? Are they going to, uh, to, to see, say, um, uh, a different kind of, uh, of, of ingredient uh, delivering that, that protein? Uh, um, that is going to be, uh, say, one of the things to, to watch out for and look deeper into as, uh, in the coming months.
0: Mm. Okay. There's also been a bit of uh, um, discussion recently amongst the, uh, the, the the analysts on on the uh, oil and gas side. I mean, it's not the obvious um, sort of uh, fallout from uh, these tariffs, but I mean, you know, where where do you see you know, particularly after the OPEC meeting we've we've seen recently, where are the big risks in terms of energy shipping at the moment, as far as you're concerned?
2: It's actually, I think it's a, it's a little bit interesting, uh, if not uh, very interesting, to see crude oil uh, and uh, oil products and some chemicals and also gas products at least being proposed uh, from uh, from from China to uh, to be uh, to be uh, potentially tariffs uh, in 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 the next round of the escalating uh, trade war. Uh, back in uh, back in March in in Singapore, I was I was discussing also with uh, with uh, other uh, analysts and uh, and uh, people in the in the shipping industry uh, what will come next and how will this uh, actually develop. And uh, in all fairness, I pointed out that 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 the oil sector is likely to get into the battlefield at some point in time, uh, simply due to the fact that. China takes a huge part, at least of the crude oil that, uh, that the U.S. Is, is exporting. China was responsible uh, for uh, almost a quarter of uh, U.S. seaborne exports in terms of volumes back in 2017. And from a, a shipping perspective, that is extremely relevant uh, because the, uh, the, the long hauls that you see from uh, from the U.S. Gulf into China is something that is uh, is is. Becoming very, very relevant to uh, to uh, to a crude oil tanker industry, which hardly see uh, demand growing. And and Richard, you mentioned the the OPEC uh, uh, decision just last week, which may see more uh, oil coming out of uh, out of the uh, the Arabian Gulf. Uh, that is certainly moving in the wrong direction in terms of ton mile, because distances is, is absolutely cut. Uh, and in the uh, Uh, The analysis that we put out uh, just uh, just this week we also highlight the case that if China is going back to West Africa for the sweet crude oil that they're currently importing from uh, from the US producers we are likely to see sailing distances being cut by one-third and that is of course not good for a crude oil tanker industry which is seeing the lowest uh, level of earnings uh, ever
0: no no absolutely Um, okay well I mean, Peter, I uh, I generally trust your forecast, of course. Uh, I find your uh, insight to be, you know, very persuasive. But, uh, of course, not all of your forecasts come true. I seem to recall you stressing quite strongly uh, the forecast that um, Denmark were going to be doing considerably better than they have been in the World
2: Cup. Thanks for uh, adding uh, pain to misery, uh, Richard. Um, but uh, congratulations on, uh, on England uh, breaking the spell of a... Uh, Penalty shootout once again, but uh, naturally congratulations to uh, to uh, Croatia for for beating uh, the would-be world champions uh, with a little bit of luck. Uh, but uh, but we'll be back with a vengeance uh, come the European Championships in uh, in 2020.
0: Um, well, we'll hold you to that forecast. Um, we wish you all the best, but uh, Peter, thank you very much for joining us once again, and uh, we hope to have you back on the podcast soon.
2: It's wonderful to be back, Richard. Thanks for the invitation, and see you soon. I hope. Yes, take, take care. You.
0: Thank you.